0: Shoot them up, huck, ride, hop. Huh. Shoot him up, huck, ride, huck. Shoot him up, huh. ride, huh. Shoot him up. Huh. Huh. It's been another big week in rugby league in Supercoach in the NRL. Uh, big scores all around. Let's get into it. JT here with the Sunday wrap for round 10 of the NRL. Injuries are plenty, uh, a couple of upsets, some big comebacks. Uh, my own team didn't do quite so well this afternoon, but um, hey, we didn't get a blowout. So that's. Basically a win in 2020's books, or in my eyes anyway. Let's go through some of the Supercoach rockers, the floppers and the shockers, uh, starting off with... It's it's a very congested rocker of the week award here. There's plenty of guys who put their hand up. Uh, some big scoring hookers, as we've seen. A uh, couple of very handy fullbacks chiming in, but I've given the gong this week. Rocker of the week, Damian Cook, 138, um, basically single-handedly got the Rabbitohs back into this game, uh, was tailing them up out there, looking dangerous with every single run. Maybe this is the game where he finally uh, flicks the switch and turns the corner and starts to string a few of these together as we always thought he would, but uh, just hasn't quite kicked on this year. And the Bunnies have been a little down. They didn't get the, the uh, job done in this game here, but uh, Damien Cook, very much an option going uh, into the back half of the year. Flopper of the week. Well, it was a very easy one to give it to Anthony Milford. I think uh, the less said about that poor young, or not young anymore, I guess. But uh, yeah, he's, he's not in a in a good way. Neither of the Broncos there, but uh, can't really kick him when they're down. I've given it instead. Flopper of the week goes to Micah Sevo from Parramatta. Uh, finished the game hobbling off with a knee injury and only managed nineteen uh, for. What, uh, what's been quite a big pod for a few super coaches up the top of the list this year? So, our own Nick Kirkup had him in. He's gone well over the last couple of weeks as Parramatta have been in some good form. But, uh, yeah, with the Eels' surprising loss over the weekend, Sivo couldn't get anything going. So, Mike Sivo, he looks like he might be back for next week, but, uh, for this week anyway, he's our flopper of the week. And the shocker, he, uh, well, he could be in the rocker one here, but I think, just given the fact that so many have traded this guy out, uh, he's been off the boil. He hasn't really gone large basically since the early days, early doors, pre COVID, even. Uh, but Luciano laid Lua one hundred and thirty-five with two tries, thirty-three tackles, no misses, six busts, two line breaks, and yeah, some very red faces on his opponents. There scored a very or Im- well, couple of embarrassingly easy tries on his way to that massive score there. So if you've had to hold on to him, which a lot of people have, uh, more fires to put out. Uh, than they would like. You've just had him riding the pine maybe and and maybe you put him in for this game because it, uh, it was a handy opposition he was coming up against, but I don't think anyone was expecting that uh, sort of output there. So, 80-minute Luciano Leilu. He's going to bank you some cash over the coming weeks. Well done to owners there. Trade fail of the week. Well, just launching straight off of Lucy and, uh, well... It's a tough one, but for those that might not have been following the late mail and all that sort of stuff on a Friday, or perhaps you've just done your trades uh, on the Thursday before, well, just before lockout, first lockout, you don't always need to. And in this case, you probably should have held off the 40-odd that traded out Luciano for Ryan Madison. So, Matto, unfortunately, was out with a thumb injury this week, didn't even take the park and, uh, yeah, you've basically traded 135 to nil. So it would have been a, you know, I couldn't begrudge the trade if uh, Mato was playing. You never know what he could have done. But, um yeah, that will absolutely sting for anyone, any of those poor Luciano uh, owners that, him this week. Uh, followed closely by 133 people trading out Hammertime, Hamizo Fido uh, scored a, a very good try today, a uh, handy enough score of 60 or so, but uh, plenty of people trading him to Charlie Staines from the Penrith Panthers. So obviously out for a couple of weeks, I think it is with that um, COVID breach and all that went with it. Yeah, not, not on the park and he's only played a game. So, uh, yeah, he might, uh, not sure what was doing there. I think a fair few people traded in stains. I mean, I guess he's a, he's enough in, in the, if he's not playing, but, uh, yeah, probably he would have waited a couple of weeks if he's going to get back before making that one but uh yeah unlucky there for hammerzo owners uh before we get into some of the supercoach well around the grounds let's just go through um i'm having a look through my couple of leagues here 1200 looked a decent score this week maybe a touch more with some of the updates that are trickling in so i think if you've managed around a 1250 or so you've done quite well Um, a lot of scores in the 1300s uh Played copes this week in a head to head. He's got about 1,450 odd. He has had an absolute uh, terror of a week. Uh, I think he had Lucy and, and those sort of guys. So that's always going to bump you up there. But um, yeah, if you managed to 1250 and above, you've done quite well this week. Uh, given some of the outs as well, it was tough to people scrambling to find field teams and the like so anyone who's hit that score has done rather well and some quick shout outs we don't do often i guess we set them up and then we probably forget about them until the end of the year but let's just have a look at the nrl super coach talk tipping ladder uh so out in front, Mitch, uh, no last name there, is is winning that league. He's uh, used his joker, so double points this week, uh, followed by me in second somehow. Uh, I tip the Cowboys basically every week, so I don't know how I'm doing that. I think I use the joker as well. Kev Buckley on third. Good on you, Kev. Koshy's Tips, fourth, and Mikus with, uh, yeah, rounding out the top five with fifth there. Uh, all the way down, I'd have to scroll down. Damo, 1979, coming last, champion. Get, uh, get those tips in. I'd suspect you are probably given up. Uh, and the other one I've got here, Fantasy Premier League. So, the English that soccer business over there. So, first time around doing that this year as well. Uh, Supercoach Talk League, there's about 120-odd in here. So, there's quite a lot of people playing this one. With one round to go, or uh, well not including this one, I think two rounds to go. Ashfield Donkeys, owned by Scotty Williams' is first, followed by Prancing Camels, owned by Matt Stacey, coming in second. JB's best 11. Glenn Watson is rounding out the top three there. Um, Again, scrolled all the way down to to last place. I expected to see Wenon here, but uh, he's, I think, 97th or so. Psychonauts, Vic Wilson, you're running dead last. Uh, I think I'm coming about 30th. So, in sport, I do not watch. Yeah, uh, that says it all. Uh, let's get into some of the minutes. So I did this one last week. I had a look at some of the bigger or the Fords and how they fared over the weekend. A lot of people keep their eyes on these guys. So let's go through some of today's games. So Uppy, uh, big Uppy Coruscant got 80 minutes, but uh, weirdly underscored in this game. So they missed a lot of, it appeared like they missed a lot of it tackling stats. I thought, uh, given his score, he must have been taken off at some point. But no, he got through the 80. Uh, yeah, might be some updates coming through on Monday. Isaiah Yo, 57 minutes. So, you had another spell for Isaiah, but um, he did have a reasonable output in that time on the field. But uh, yeah, hopefully he keeps nudging these sort of attacking stats to inflate his score. For the cows, Lolo, 67 minutes. But geez, he looked gassed. Um, that, that's pretty big minutes uh, when you look at, yeah, it's, it's a long season. He's had a couple of knee complaints and he's still knocking out those big minute games but it just seems to be uh, taking its toll on him at this stage. Josh Maguire for the Cows 80 minutes. Um not his first for the year. I think he's quite a few games where he's had to push out that sort of uh that sort of work rate. So well done Josh. Uh for the Titans, Joy Arrow 58. I mean it's slightly better than normal. I think he matched that in his points but um yeah, a little uptick if you've held on to him. Harry Grant yet another spell 65 minutes but geez he's just uh yeah. Getting a hell of a lot done in that time there. Standing ovation coming off the field late in that game there, 65 for Harry. For the Broncos, TPJ 62. Again, it's just quality um, over quantity. In his case here, he's just, yeah, he's a machine when he's out there. Payne Haas, his first 80-minute game for a couple of weeks. Paddy Carrigan, 73 minutes as well. So the Fords are, um, yeah, I wouldn't say doing their job, but they're out there for long enough. So, uh, yeah, very handy for those. Very highly owned players there. Cam McInnes got 80 minutes for the Dragons on the weekend. Had a spell last week, but paid out the full 80. But we'll get to him a bit later. He was a little underwhelming. Uh, Cam Murray, 64 minutes. Uh, reasonably high output for him there. Well done. Marty power 48. So, he did get the opening try here, but again, just not getting big minutes. Was spelled twice, I believe, once late in the game as well um, when they were trying to hang on. So, uh, again, we thought with AFB out, he'd uh, max out his minutes a bit, but uh, still floating around that sub-50 mark, which isn't ideal. But, uh, yeah, he's getting through... a fair bit when he's out there. Eli Katoa today for the Warriors was benched, but still got through 63 minutes. And same story for Toby Rudolph for the Sharks, so 62 for him. Um, yeah, it would have been tough to play them unless you had to, uh, given the benchings. It's just always a... Always something super coaches hate seeing, but uh, yeah, Elketawa sixty three minutes, not a hell of a lot of points for him. But Toby Rudolph, on the other hand, was very, very useful out there. And finally, Jazz Tavanga, one I've got down here forty eight minutes for Jazz. So coming off the bench again, they're being well, he's being eased back in to his uh, workhorse role at that Warriors side. So depending on how the rotations work over the next couple of weeks, obviously the Warriors players are some of them going back over the Dutch and uh, the Fords there will have to step up and take on a bigger role. So Jazz was very good today with that, um, well, I wouldn't say small minutes, they're building each week. We'll see where he goes in the next couple. But, uh, yeah, very interesting option there, reasonably highly priced in the 500K mark, but you can bring him in at hooker if uh, you know, that dual flexibility tickles your fancy at all. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and do the ooh, around the grounds round, game by game for round 10. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. All right, back now. Let's start with the grand final rematch on Thursday night. Roosters going down to the Raiders 24-20. So, one of the upsets of the week here. Good to see the Raiders get some redemption for that grand final. The old six again They're still talking about it. Uh, don't you worry, Raiders. You'll hang on to that until you win a premiership. I know we did with the, uh, the old Cowboys seven tackle try and yeah, you know, forward past everything that went against us for those years. It'll all go well. It'll just make you feel better when you finally get the win. Uh good here for this game. Bmos seventy-seven, two tries. Um, we had old Bear on here during the week, and he was singing Bmos's praises, saying he's um yeah, in just such a good uh, vein of rich vein of form here. He's he's certainly going to cross the stripe uh, a fair bit over the coming weeks, and certainly was here a couple of tries out wide there. He just keeps getting the job done. Uh, 77 for him. Well done. On the other side, Matt Ikevalu, 70. So retained his spot over Ryan Hall this week. Obviously, a lot of jilted Hall owners. Uh, yeah, not ideal there. And poor Hall. He's sat on the sidelines and seen uh, BMOS put on two tries and Ikevalu put on one of his own. So surely if he was out there, he would have gotten it. But uh, yeah, he waits another week. And Teddy, 77. Let's uh, yeah, I'll go into a bit of detail on him. So he was a massively traded in player this week. A lot of sides breaking their team's Uh, Given the relatively low break even of 50, his price tag is already at the 900 mark. He could go into the mill if he has one more big game. Uh, Obviously, with all that commotion, he was bound to have a down week. Uh, and He did hear just the one try assist. He's gone four games now without a try. So despite these massive scores and uh, tailing up of sides, he's been just on an absolute tear, but still not getting across the stripe for his own. So who knows, the drought might break over the coming week, but uh, for now, anyway, Teddy got the job done. No massive unicorns this week. I think he went up about 15 or so, which you'd be be happy about for those that jumped on wanting a a taste of those unicorn points. But um, yeah, Teddy, 77, you'll absolutely take that. And a lot of people, including myself, went early captain on him. Uh, I don't often like doing that whole Thursday captaincy thing, but just couldn't. Uh, miss out on a big score here from Teddy. I think a uh, 27% was his captaincy percentage for the week. So a lot of people showing the faith. 77, you'll absolutely bank that uh, going forward. But, yeah, interested. Um, a lot of people blowing up about Teddy and not uh, thinking they've ruined a trade or wasted it getting him in. But uh, longer term, you'll be glad you did. Uh, for the Raiders, a couple of goods here. Josh Propali, 82 with a try. So I've talked about him over the last couple of weeks and, and mentioned how he goes quite large when he does score. Uh, which is quite often this, this year. I think it, it must be four or five tries he's up to. And in each of those games, he tends to go 80-plus, but it's the ones without tries that uh, are a bit of the worry because he's uh, not got the biggest work rate out there in terms of minutes. So he's not on the park for a hell of a lot of time. But, yeah, just finding the line. Uh, did it last week, did it again here. Just that It opened up for him, and he strolled right through. So 82 for him. George Williams for the Raiders as well, 64 with a try, and it was a brilliant solo effort. Um, so really, I think basically got the Raiders on the front foot, and they didn't look back from there. So George Williams, crafty out there, does his work, and yeah, being rewarded with some solid scores. If you've stuck by him, uh, he, he looks to be a handy enough play week to week. Not going huge, but uh, not going quiet either. So definitely churning along in the right direction there. Well done, George. Some of the bad in this game here, uh, Luke Carey, twenty-two. So in a, in a side that's been you know, very much in form. It's been Kyle Flanagan that's been knocking up the massive scores here. Luke Carey twenty two is quite a low one for him, and uh, got a fair few. I've seen a fair few names, or his name across a lot of head to head leagues this week. So I know that people are trying to ride that wave with this rooster side and get them all in. But uh, Luke Carey had a down one here. Uh, Angus Crichton, another popular buy over the last couple of weeks. Obviously been scoring a lot of tries. You want to get as many roosters in as possible. Has uh, yeah done his knee, which isn't ideal. Saw about fifty. 50- 5560 minutes of game time and then limped from the field had ice on it by the end of the game he looks to be out for at least a month so not great news for owners there but um yeah 48 here did his job while he was out there but um yeah what could have been if he was on the park for you know 20 or so minutes it's been a, a down week for second row forwards as well so definitely needed that from him unfortunately he looks a trade out nick kotrick for the raiders i talked him up a bit this week on the trade pod didn't quite live up to expectations 18 uh, so you'll tend to get that from him uh the roosters were pretty handy in defense on those edges there so it was really through the middle that uh, the raiders did all their damage nick kotrick didn't see a hell of a lot of ball so he'll yeah not a great score there have a very very low price coming soon though with couple of those uh, low games floating in his average. Hudson Young, again, poor, 32. Still getting 80 minutes, but not getting the job done. And for the Roosters, Joey Manu, 28. Um, so, again, he's just – he had a one big game at fullback, and after that, in the center, center wing, he just doesn't, for whatever reason, cannot find a supercoach score to save himself. So, whether it's just getting cut out um, or, you know, shoveling the last pass on and getting a try contribution for it, I don't know what it is, but Joey Manu, great NRL player, terrible supercoach player. Friday night, uh, 6 p.m. game, 42, the Storm defeated the Titans 6. So blowout as many expect here. So you're going to see some names that you would have uh, thought were all over that for the Storm. Camp Smith, 136. So just got outpipped by Damien Cook there by a couple of points but yeah gee smithy was on here seven goals three try assists uh, a couple of them very easy uh short balls at the line for sofa Solomon, he got 116 and a couple of tries of his own but yeah Smithy's just building and building um everyone's talking about i uh, see on the trade talk this week on the side. everyone's already starting to ask questions about upy and where you can move him on who to move him on to is it smith or cook um, or both. Yeah, it's a interesting time. Obviously, they've got the massive ceilings, and we've seen here where they've delivered. I won't get the Titans every week, but he does get the Broncos next week. So Cam Smith got a couple of eyes on him, I'm sure. k 65. 65. Uh, I think he had a line break or a line break assist there. But uh, yeah, finally done something this year. Well done, k Cam Munster, 91. Try and an assist. And was the Supercoach talk banner on the site this week. So normally, uh, I don't know, it's been a bit... um yeah, hasn't always been effective this year. I've seen some sort of middling scores from whoever the banner is, but uh, in this case, Cam Munster uh, started off on the right foot with the opening try, just scythed right through, dotted down, and from there, I laid on a try assist, a beautiful ball out to, I think it was Adokar who face-planted in the corner. Uh, so playoff a scrum there it looks very much uh, fruitful in this 2020 competition. That playoff the scrum is uh, leading to a lot of points. But Cam Munster, 91 Handy enough, uh, base stats as well. He's always got a pretty high floor. So you'll take that. I was a new owner this week, jumped on at the last minute, was going nofo all week. I was going to get rid of Luttrell and go nofo, but decided I would flick Mitch Moses on, uh, finally, kept him around. But, um, yeah, saw an opportunity here with, with Munster against this Titans. Didn't want to be not owning anyone in this game or not playing them anyway. And, uh, yeah, jumped on board, happy with that. Some of the bad here, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, 34, so had a couple of okay weeks or oh, pretty good weeks. We'll, we'll call it that over the last couple. Uh, if you've held on to him, you've done okay there. You can uh, work around some other options there. But unfortunately, in, in a game where you thought Pappenhausen would go massively and people were talking about bringing him in, those that had sold him a couple of weeks ago and yeah, hadn't looked back at all of a sudden seeing this matchup here and the ones coming ahead. But yeah, Pappenhausen, for whatever it is, whatever reason it is, just isn't getting the job done out there. Uh, not terribly involved in some of those attacking plays, which does hurt him, whether it's Smith just throwing crash balls or Munster doing what he did out there, a couple of the long balls. It's just not uh, needing to go through Pappenhausen's hands. So unless he scores you know, a try of his own and, and does a couple of handy runs, yeah, not much going for him here. So 34, very low score for him. For the Titans, a couple here. Foto Waker, 38. So very uncharacteristically low score by Fotu there. Um, I guess couldn't get much going in terms of base when your side's just letting in tries while you're out there. But, uh, yeah, 38's not great. And Beau Firm, a very popular cheapy option. This week got a start in the second row, played 80 off so. I think he did get the 80. And, uh, yeah, just 30 points from him. Lost 15 points in negative stats. So most of them coming through errors, fair few missed tackles there for him. Uh, rookie player, you'll tend to get that out there. Is definitely no worse than Bryce Cartwright. But, uh, yeah, could have been a very handy score if he had a... Uh, Landed some of those tackles, held onto the ball, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, 30, you'll you'll cop that from a, a guy with a negative 60-odd break even. He's going to make a stack of cash over the coming weeks. So, we'll see where that lands him. Let's go to Friday's second game. Tigers, 48, smashing the Broncos to nil. Um, had Nofo, I think, in the, in the bet here. Was Tigers 13 plus and Nofo 2 or double score or whatever you want to call it, two tries in the game. And, uh, yeah, he finished with one. Could have had many out there. Luke Garner went himself on one of them. But, uh, yeah, shocking. (laughs) It was a bad beat. That's betting for you. But, uh, yeah, no 88 try and kicking. He put in a little grubber through, which – Who was it? Not Marshall. Someone dived through at the end there. He put in a, yeah, not much doing on the last. Nofo decides to put in a grubber and just everything was going the the Tigers way in this one here. So, yeah, racking up stats in every single category here. Harry Grant, 88, including a try and assist. So, very easy try of his own. Uh, There, just strolled right past uh, Milford and Haas, I think it was. Very, very ordinary defense. But, yeah, 88, fantastic for owners there. Luciano, we mentioned him, 135, top scorer for this one, obviously. Yeah, a couple of gift four-pointers there, but, geez, he he played well outside of that. Um, Whether he's now back into that week-to-week playing category Uh, whether you're confident in doing that each week he's not going to score as we've seen it uh, tends to dry up when he doesn't score hits those 40s and 50s which hurt but uh, yeah for now he's going to keep skyrocketing in price so well done to those that held on to Luciano for the Tigers you always expect these sort of scores here Luke Garner Benji Marshall Billy Walters 104-101-93 scored some tries of their own Luke Garner a couple Billy Walters that incredible run through off a volleyed kick um, Father Kevy up in the commentary box Watching that one as well Was good to hear So well done to those guys For the Broncos Some good here Haas, TPJ and Carrigan So we mentioned off the top there Some pretty big minutes Amongst those guys 81, 75 and 72 Haas with obviously with the 80 minutes He's going to get a hell of a lot of work done But TPJ got four offloads Four busts um, And a couple ineffective offloads As well in there So he was just looking He's probably one of the only guys out there That was looking to do something um, Create So I mean Yeah, going forward, you can move him around his second row and front row forward. He's at dual flexibility. He's managed to string some games without getting suspended, which is the huge question mark on him. We know he's a bit of a hothead, but for now, he's uh, getting the job done out there. So, well done to any owners there. Some of the bad in this game, the cheapies, Tommy Talao, 33, Xavier Coates, 21, uh, Tezzy New, 19. So, very... Well, it's the centre wing position this week. There was a couple of outs. People had to move some guys around. You might have had to play one, two, even maybe three of these guys. Uh, a lot of people had Will Kennedy as well, who we'll get to. Uh, he's one of the better ones, but uh, playing too late in the week, so we couldn't trust it. Had to stick a couple of these guys in, and yeah, unfortunately, in a wet, uh, nothing game like this. Yeah, Tommy Talau, you would have hoped would get across the stripe given the demolition. But, uh yeah, Xavier Coates, poor guy's just catching a cold out there, doing horrible runs from his 10-metre line, getting smashed. It's doing his confidence no good. Tesi knew exactly the same, so... Yeah, unfortunately not getting good value out of him at the back there when the Broncos are getting towed up. But uh, we'll see on his home track this week against the Storm how they how they go. That could be anything. And finally, the uh, runner-up flopper of the week, Anthony Milford, 11 points. Jeez, if you're still playing him, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, the guy needs to absolutely go in more ways than one. Saturday, 3 p.m. game, Dragons defeating the Bulldogs 28-22, to very lucky win or escape in this case by the Dragons there. The Bulldogs had the wood over them in that first half, but, uh, yeah, the comeback was on. Dragons, poor Mar- Marcelo Montoya, spilling the ball straight into the hands of Corey Norman with the line wide open to seal the game. That was a, that would have been a tough one to watch for the poor Dogs fans there. Change of coach couldn't get them across the line, but, uh, yeah, Dragons. It's amazing how, well, what is it, a month, a month and a half? We were talking about this game, what, six weeks ago or whatever when... The Dragons were sacking Mary. They, it was one of the worst games you've ever watched in your life. The way that they've managed to turn it around just speaks volumes about the club, I'd say. it's um, It was rock bottom You know, in a lot of ways. The the coach was on the way out. The players weren't turning up. Uh, they've now strung a couple of good wins together, a bit not against the, the best sides, but they carved Manly up last week, uh, held firm here to get the job done. And I don't know whether it's this guy, but Matt Dufty, 89 points. He seems to have sparked them into some life ever since he's gotten uh, the onto the field for them. I don't know why they never played him to begin with, but he seemed to be the scapegoat for a long time there. But yeah, 89 points here, a heap of busts, a couple of tries, and an assist. He was electric out there. Bulldogs had some handy ones here. Well, one. Uh well, A couple. For Tyler Marinus, 79, including a try. So, another one, another of his second rowers that uh, he's very much a pod, but got across the line again. Uh, It's his second try in a couple of weeks there, three weeks, I think. Uh, Nick Meaney as well, playing at fullback. So, they've still kept Watane Zalesniak on the wing where he belongs. Nick Meaney, cup or couple of goals there for him. He had took the goal-kicking duties on. Whether they go back to Jake Avarillo when he comes back, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, for now, Nick Meany kicking goals for them. Scored a try as well on his way to an 85. Good score for him. couple for the Dragons here. The centres, centre-pairing, Zach Lomax, 62. Got the opening assist coming through, uh, reeling in a try, or a bomb, I should say, and flicking the ball on. A uh, bit of controversy in there because they gave the assist to two people. So, Corey Norman got it for putting the bomb up, and then Zach Lomax got it for his pretty freakish catch and pass there. So it's happened before in the game. I think I can remember Cam Munster putting a kick over. It's generally when they bat it back or um, do some additional bit of extra play on that, in in which case, I mean, this was Lomax's try assist uh, as well. Like it would have been a tough one to give him a TC or, or Norman. It always goes to the kicker. So, yeah, one of those rare ones where a couple of players get the assist. So well done. And the other center... Ewan Aitken, uh, 76 points, a try, plenty of runs as well. He was uh, on form here. Been good since he's come back. A uh, couple of games in a row now here where he's, he's scored big. I'll just bring his stats up here. But he's, I had a look over the weekend, he's 600. 600- uh, super coaches own him but I think that's just going to start slowly building here I know the Dragons aren't you know the uh, ideal team to be buying and attacking center wing for we just don't know whether they'll regress at some point there but having a look over his last couple of weeks here 84-71, uh, and now this 76. So very good three-round average there. Coinciding with him, he scored the try this week and last week, try assist the week before. But, um, yeah, it's been his tackle bust. So he got nine of them against Canberra two weeks ago, four of them against Manly, and a fair few here. So he's doing all the right things there. He's uh, making his tackles as well, which is always what his downfall was from an NRL perspective. But, yeah, I can't see him getting dropped anytime soon. And at a, at a reasonably... Uh, I wouldn't say expensive, but 430K. He had a break-even of one this week, so his price is going to go up quite a bit. But yeah, UNH, an interesting option in your centre wing there. Some of the bad here for this game, Cam McInnes, it's, uh, well, he, he did update a little bit here to a 61 uh, just on Sunday night, but uh, I, I didn't like him watching this game. If, if I was a McInnes owner, I would have been tearing my hair out. He just stuck in the line. He would shovel the ball on. Uh, his his running game, whether it's just fatigue or something like that, he's had a very big year. It's just uh, yeah, not getting the involvements that you would have thought from him now that he's not playing hooker and he's there full time in that second row. So I mean, he, he was busting a couple of tackles here and there, uh, yeah, making his tackles through the middle, but um, just yeah, the, whatever, for whatever it is, the the base is just down on on those weeks where he was playing at hooker and then second row, whether that um, being more in the middle and playing that hooking role uh, got him around the legs and, and that sort of thing and racking up the tackle stats. But they've just been down over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, not huge alarm bells. We've seen a couple of second row forwards go down this this week and have some poor returns. McInnes is 61 uh, it's by no means terrible, but, uh, yeah, definitely one to keep your eye on for owners. They might be looking for, say, a Maddo upgrade who's back this week. And the other one in the bad category here, Fui Mauna of 10. Uh, had to have gone a couple of weeks ago, but he's just, yeah, shedding cash big time now. Uh, might get a run this week at second row with Tarek Sims being suspended for a week, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh still don't know whether that's worth it to hang on to him. Saturday's second game, Souths getting done by the Knights, 18-20. So another one where uh, Souths looked like mounting a very, very big comeback, came down right to the wire this one. The Knights held on. As we said at the top, it was all down to Damien Cook, the way he took the game by the scruff of the neck, a couple of tries and an assist, 53 tackles. Um, he was definitely their shining light out there, getting a lot of work done looking very dangerous with every run. Every run. He uh, looked like busting tackles. He's just so far ahead of the pace out there. It's uh, quite phenomenal to watch sometimes. And, yeah, you just expect him to be hitting these scores more regularly than he is. But I uh, want to keep an eye on. Well done. Kalen Ponger and Bradman Best. Well, haven't they been on the nose over the last couple of weeks here? Uh, Ponger especially. He's been dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars on his price and just getting dropped from a lot of super coach sides you know, i always say don't trade a gun but we said that last week and then uh yeah he didn't go ideally but this week he and bradman best 92 and 95 so let's talk a bit about ponger he is now he's not chained to that uh right side anymore he's been all over the park and that's definitely shown here in his handy score i mean last week he was okay obviously he knocked around a bit with that hia and uh that kind of thing lost a lot of uh points in negative for stats kicked a couple dead that if they just had a rolled, uh, well, they rolled one bounce too many, that kind of thing. It just wasn't his day. In this case, got his way to the line. One of those typical ponger runs where he just slices the defense open out on that edge there. Uh, well on his way to a very good score here. So 92, uh, definitely stops the bleeding. He'll still drop a bit of cash. Cause I think he had a break even in the hundreds, but, uh, yeah, for now, anyway, great return for owners that have held the faith and Brad and best similarly, uh, just got through a hell of a lot of work out there. It was great to watch. He's been very quiet uh, over the last couple of weeks and they might have just told him, you need to go out and make the runs. And they were very tough runs as well. He didn't shirk his work at all, doing a lot of those tough runs out of his own yardage into the massive Rabideaus pack um, and still busting tackles, throwing offloads, set uh, Set one up for Anari Tuwala out on the edge there to open the scoring. Um, and yeah, didn't look back from there. Uh, very handy return from him. Many people would have played him this week as well, and they're center wing given some of the lack of options there. So great score to lock in there. For the Rabbits, Cam Murray, 73, he was okay. Um, again, he's getting decent minutes out there, uh, moved back to his preferred position of lock, but again, just not relevant this year, unfortunately. Hasn't had his uh, massive scoring games that we were used to from last year. So Again, he's a very much a pot option at this stage, given he's fallen so out of favour. But, um, yeah, some handy minutes for him. Cody Walker as well, 62 points. No tries and I think just a one-try uh, contribution there. So, again, he's, he've, I don't know, he's threatening and he's looking dangerous. There's uh, quite a few runs out there. Um, almost broke the line a couple of times here. But, um, yeah, you're definitely taking that score of 62 but, uh, yeah, Rabidos don't have well, – they have a pretty middling run, so there's no real uh, terrible opponents coming up, which Cody tends to feast on. So, interesting times ahead for owners of him. And finally, Kurt Mann just keeps scoring. It's getting a bit annoying for someone who hasn't owned him all year. 65 with a try here. So, Kurt Mann definitely doing his job out there. Great for owners that have held him. Some of the bad here, Clemmer, 52. So, I've brought him in and – Every week I used to see when I didn't own him, this guy would get upgraded like 10, 15 points in updates every single week. and You just knew it was coming. And I brought him in and I reckon every single week since that, like a month ago, he's uh, been downgraded every time. But uh, yeah, bumped it back to a 52 here from a 59 post game. So I lost a fair few. Um, interesting to watch him. He's just always seems to be the third man in the tackle, which they don't count in the super coach stats. Um, didn't take a hell of a lot of runs in that first half as well when he was on the park. Um, yeah it was mainly the back line of the Knights digging it out from their own end so he doesn't tend to get a lot of involvements there and just the one offload all day so it wasn't a a great return by Clemmer gave away a a penalty lost the ball as well a a bit of a rough night in in decent minutes as well in 55 so not a great return for Clemmer hoping for those updates to kick in Uh, that's what we bought him in for James Roberts as well 17 so he had a little bit of Uh, interest after last week, scoring a try, going on to about a 70-odd in this game. I think he was on negative four after about half an hour. He missed that many tackles. In the end, four errors and seven missed tackles to his name. is why he's in the teenage score there. He was rushing up in defense, trying to put some pressure on. It worked occasionally, but, um, yeah, it doesn't help his super coach prospects. 17 is going to sting, so his price will, yeah, probably go nowhere. I think his break-even was 13. So, again, Bear called it. He said, uh, this is what Roberts does. We all know the Roberts, Jimmy the Jet. We know and love this sort of roller coaster ride. So, who knows, next week he might be back on top. Saturday's final game, Manly getting the job done over the Eagles, 22-18. So, a bit of a shock result here. Again, the Eagles mounted a comeback like the Rabbitohs did before them. Looked like possibly, as soon when you saw that ball go out to Mike Acevo on the wing there with the game on the line, down by four with a minute to go. It's Sivo. You just expect him to stroll over. Instead, Brad Parker, of all people, Hank Scorpio, comes in, makes a massive tackle around the legs there. Uh, Unfortunately for Sivo, did some damage to his knee in the process there, had to hobble off, missed the last minute of the game there. Could be right for next week. But, um, yeah, what a play by Brad Parker, the the match winner there. Again, Teddy, uh, Take some notes, champion. That's how you tackle him. Well done. Some of the good here for Supercoach, let's go through it. Marty Kapow, 86 with the opening try. Doesn't often get one. I think he was paying about $70, 70 to 1 to score the opener. And, uh, yeah, any savvy punters with money on him there did very well. 86 with the try. Yeah, you're probably hoping for a bit more from him there. I think he had one offload in the end. It wasn't a huge score and, and down in minutes as well. Uh, just the 48 as we set off the top. So you're going to absolutely bank that every day of the week. But, um, yeah, Marty, you'd probably hope for a little more with that try, similar to uh, Josh Papali, Yeah, getting the opening tries, but um, just not not going on with it. But, uh, yeah, you will take that. DCE, 85, including a try of his own, very easy one, uncharacteristic Eels defense, just strolled right on through and seven busts uh, by the end of the game. So DCE is, for whatever reason, is a very tough player to tackle, just Brushes them off, uh, which definitely adds up in Supercoach scoring here. So he's been uh, yeah, very good at that over the last couple of weeks. King Gutho, 74. It was uh, looking like a quiet old game of it from the King, I think about 30 minutes in. So we had uh, Rob Sutherland in our WhatsApp chat saying Dave Campbell from the Daily Telly as well had uh, somehow managed to leave Gutho in his non-playing reserve, something to do with uh, the Brian Madison laid out call there, uh, managed to stuff his reserves around. And, yeah, had uh, unfortunately missed it before kickoff. So had Guther sitting on the pine there. was looking fantastic because Gutho was on about five points after half an hour, just not getting a lot done out there while Manly had all the running. But as he does, he just finds a way back into the game. Looked fantastic running the ball. A couple of try assists here. Um, you'll definitely breathe a sigh of relief. It was would have been a tough watch for any new owners or owners that might have uh, brought him in for Ponga last week. Got outpointed here by Ponga, but, uh, yeah, you definitely take that 74 in a tough loss for them there. And uh, Dylan Brown here, 71, uh, just the one try contribution. So no try assist, no try of his own. It's been his lethal running game. I think he ran the ball about 15 times this game. So he was just, yeah, definitely on point compared to some of the other halves we have in this competition, like the SJs, um, those sort of guys that just don't run it. Uh, they do more damage with the, the passing game and all that kind of thing. But Dylan Brown just loves running the ball. So 71 points, pretty much all on the back of that running game. Well done to him. Some of the bad here, we talked about him. There's the flopper of the week, Mike Acevo, 19. Some days the wingers just don't get, don't get points. Um, not much you can do. You just move on to next week, stick him in. Uh, hope he turns it around if he's playing and nathan brown unfortunately came off with a hip injury i think it was i have to check that one at the end 34 points for him in about as many minutes so was looking a reasonably good pod by uh last week he came in all guns blazing he sat on the sidelines a lot this year but um yeah just didn't couldn't stay on the park in this one here got a corked thigh so uh Depending on severity and pain and all that kind of thing, he could be out for a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, not ideal for owners there. Let's move on to Sunday's first game here. Warriors 10 defeated by the Sharks, 46. So, again, another blowout. It's tough to watch. The poor Warriors have uh, had a massive year and and everything that's going on there just looks like it's falling apart at the moment. Uh, Sharks were all over it. SJ, good, 110. Just the six runs, but, geez, he. Some of the plays he pulled out there, uh, managing to score that try where the ball looked like it was going over the dead ball line. It looked like Ben Barber from years back. That um, miracle put down just... Uh, short of the dead ball line. Well done, SJ. Got out of his own in goal as well to feed the ball to Katoa for a try and, yeah, had his fingerprints all over this one against his former club. 110, absolutely take that. And the guy we mentioned just then, Sione Katoa. So a lot of owners thought he would move back to the left edge. Mulatalo is out there, uh, back there where he was playing. But, uh, yeah, kept on the right edge this game and, geez, it paid off for him and owners. 100 points, a couple of tries there. Uh, set one up in the dying minutes. Uh, Tohu threw a terrible off or pass. Katoa's picked it up, shoveled it on to Jesse Ramian, who scored. They gave him the try contribution for it. Interested to see what they do in terms of updates on Monday, whether that's enough for try assist. It doesn't really matter in the end. It's eight points. He's already got 100. So, yeah, definitely keen to see how he goes if he stays on that right edge. But for now, that's definitely what you want to see. Jesse Ramian had a, yeah, one of his roller coaster scores, 93, a couple of tries. Jazz Tavanga, though, for the Warriors, he was an interesting one. So he's been eased back. He was back last week after a long layoff, 66 points here, uh, six busts, three offloads, and a line break assist. So obviously not all base, and but that's what Tavanga does. Uh, I don't know if he was playing more than the 50 odd minutes uh, he might be likely to get given this rotation. And the fact that Torhu Harris is out there playing 80, uh, yeah, he might be more of a play, but, jeez, if he gets that sort of time on the field, uh, we know what he can do with it. So very interesting option down the track. Toby Rudolph for the Sharkies, 66, coming off the bench in pretty big minutes. Um, yeah, he was probably one that people had their eye on because he was named at lock to start this week, uh, shuffled around. His bloody game-day shuffling of the benches is getting a bit <laughs> annoying, but uh, Toby Rudolph definitely helped owners there a couple of uh he uh, got a line break and fair few base stats so definitely good for the price going forward he had a break even of about 30 so he wasn't trade out this week and more than happy to keep him around while he's racking those sort of scores up uh speaking of being happy to keep around will kennedy 65 including a try and assist uh, they've Kept it on him, interested to see. It was one of those sweeping plays where it sometimes goes to the half or whatever it might be. But they've given to Kennedy for now 65 points. Very uh, good news for anyone that's kept him in their side. I've had him in the centre wing there just... Waiting for Moylan, I guess, to get hurt, which unfortunately has happened. Dugan as well out for this week. But, um, yeah, Kennedy 65, you're absolutely taking that. And RTS 63 here, not huge, but a couple of decent games in a row for him. So good to see he's on the the bounce back in a way. Some of the bad here, Tohu 46. uh, It's not a good week for second row popular players here, of which Tohu's becoming more and more of. 46, uh, just an ordinary game he wasn't in the middle he was parked on the edge for a lot of this game shifted back into the middle to close the game out but um yeah just didn't get through a lot out there uh the runs were down tackles were down uh broke a couple of tackles i think but yeah not just not a good game from him it wasn't conducive to high base stat scoring given that scoreline there but um yeah Riding might be on the wall for Tohu with Jazz Tavanga coming back in. So as an owner, it's a little, little nerve wracking. We'll see where he lands next week. Obviously, not a you know, massive red alert. Get him out straight away, but uh, hopefully plays a bit more time in the middle there going forward. Uh, JTB to Noel Brown thirty two points. So he was a trade out this week, a massively popular trade out option there. Again, just the work rate's fallen away. Uh, as it, it tends to do for rookie forwards like him. But, um, yeah, in terms of a uh, output there for him, definitely not what you want to see. As well as Alicia Katoa. So he was named in the starting spot. He got moved back to the bench, but still played very handy minutes when he did come on. Only finished with 29. So game back from that pretty rough ankle injury there. Might take a little while for uh, that uh, sort of match fitness to, to kick in. He wasn't great out there. Didn't get through. Just got the, through the 13 tackles. Um, so, again, like Tohu, they didn't have a lot of uh, options and didn't have a lot of base stats to really be getting given the game. But, um, yeah, not a great score by Katoa. Would have hoped for more, especially if you run the risk with him uh, given he was starting. He's not the worst player in that case. But, um, yeah, not the return you want to see there. Finally, Sunday, the last game of the round, we're back to the Arvo games, which is good, not doing these pods at midnight anymore, which is nice for me. What wasn't nice was watching the Cowboys go down 22-10, to 10. Um yeah put up a lot more of a fight than people gave us credit for heading into this one. They were talking about Queensland teams giving up 40 points uh each of them this week, which obviously didn't happen here. We yeah, dug in, which is good to see from a fan. Sometimes your team can just pack it in and and that's your season done, but yeah, it's nice to see them Put in a bit of a fight. Panthers weren't great, but uh, got the job done in the end. Courtesy of Nathan, junktime Cleary, 109 with a very late try. So just strolled through. The, the Cowboys were pretty gassed at this point here. That's classic Cleary. Uh, one of the more frustrating players if you don't own him because you just know unless, until that full-time siren goes, Cleary can pull these sort of tries from anywhere else points from anywhere he did here before that he was handy as well uh fair few goals uh set up another try but um yeah he was a popular captaincy option if you didn't go angus in that early game so if you've held out that long until the sunday game yeah might have been a little nervous heading into that second half but um yeah he won them the game and definitely delivered a very handy score there for those that captained Naden and crichton stephen crichton for the panthers 87 and 85 respectively relatively popular options given the Panthers matchup here and going forward a lot of love for them on the talk side as well especially so were again some nervous owners in that first half but uh, yeah coming into the back end Panthers finished with about 12 line breaks these guys had a fair few between them could have had more Naden did some dumb stuff out there as did Billy Burns but um, yeah 87 and 85 you're more than happy with that in your center wings Fisher Harris 82 almost all base so Bit of an up-and-down year for JFH. Had some decent minutes here. Got through quite a lot of work. Uh, a few offloads and busts there to help that score. Isaiah yote 72, including a line break. Uh, definitely taking that as an owner, and many are still. Uh, he's one of those guys you just stick in the centre wing and don't worry about it. He'll uh, keep pumping these scores out, hopefully. Some of the bad here. Uh, Dylan Edwards, 56. I mean, we say bad, but... Um, yeah, I think just more considering Ponga's done quite well this week, Gutho as well. Edwards was a pod buy, Uh Set up one try here, but outside of that, unfortunately missed the last part of this game as well. He went off the field with an injury. We'll get to that in the injury update at the end of the pod. But, um, yeah, 56 in a, in a week where you needed a big score from your fullback and, and that kind of thing. It was, uh, yeah, not ideal given his matchup. Similarly, Josh Metzl, uh 51 Jerome Luai 48 and Api 39. So Mansour and Luai don't expect their scores to change too much. Uh, anyone that owns them would have hoped for a fair bit more. Especially Luai scored the opening try. I was on about 30. After five minutes and uh, finished with just the 48. But um, yeah, you still, it's not the worst score, but uh, could have been a lot more. But RP 39, very almost criminally underscored there, as we mentioned. He's got about 50 tackles on the NRL app and about 30 in the Supercoach one. So don't know what the scorers were looking at. They might have just nodded off. It wasn't the most exciting game. So maybe that was, uh, they just needed a bit of a nudge. But surely by Monday, he goes into the 50s there. And finally, Tamalolo, 58. He's in the bad as well, but I think he'll, he'll, go up a little bit in terms of score but just looking a bit lethargic out there Uh, obviously carrying the side around is um, a pretty tough ask week to week and it's maybe just catching up with him hasn't quite been the same since that knee knock at the start of the COVID resumption there so yeah I don't think you'd be trading him out but I'm not getting the massive scores we've come to know and love from Lolo let's go through the injury update to close out there's quite a few here Nathan Brown Hooked, though, we mentioned that the, the Eels game there, one to two weeks, uh, more a pain management thing than anything. Mike Acevo, knee bruising. So uh, might be or should be right for this week. I think they also said it's more a pain thing for them. Corey Oates, well, wow, this was looking horrible on that Friday night game. It looked like compound fracture was the, the word getting thrown around or the words getting thrown around on Twitter and the like. Uh, lucky... News or great news for Corey and the Broncos here. Just a burst blood vessel or something gross, uh, very disturbing injury that's apparently not as bad as people thought. So just the three weeks on the sidelines. So yeah, definitely hate to see that kind of thing on the footy field, but luckily for Corey, he'll, uh, he'll be back in less than a month. So great news for him. Moses Surley went off with a rib complaint, tried to play it out in the second half, uh, didn't look in a hell of a lot of, uh, comfort while he was out there. I think they said, normally just needle that sort of thing up and, and try to play it out but uh, in his case it would have been quite painful uh, Angus Crichton we mentioned four to six weeks with a knee uh, makes the job or trade decision quite easy there's plenty of options around him at this stage might be Crichton to Mato if you don't own Mato this week Michael Oldfield for the Raiders hammy injury uh, he's getting on in years old, old Michael I think at quite a lot of clubs but um, yeah Raiders running short of backline staff there so interested to see what they do there uh, Dylan Edwin's head hamstring tightness is the word. So probably a precautionary thing for him, but he has missed about two or three games this year for it already. So troublesome hammies. We know what they can do. Uh, they can ping at any time, as they've done for the likes of Turbo this year. So definitely just making sure he can get through that. One to two weeks is looking likely for him. Dean Vare went out in about the fifth minute, um, got replaced by Billy Burns for the rest of the game. He has an adductor injury. No word yet on how long that'll have him out for. Kieran Foran did a toe. I think he got stepped on uh, in that Dragons game there. Uh, has had a bit of injury worries with it previously. So he might be uh, looking in a couple of weeks on the sidelines there. Jamal Fogarty did a knee. He looked in a lot of discomfort at the end of that game. Uh, No word yet on severity. Scott Sorensen for Sharky's MCL injury, one to three weeks. Paddy Herbert came off with an HIA and did not return for the Warriors today. So unfortunately just cannot keep troops on the park. Some of the others we've got down here, Maddo, thumb injury. So yeah, who'd have thunk it? He was gone for this week, but should be back next week. It's more, again, we've kept saying it, pain management, Uh, hardening up furgo fluid on the knee should be back this week so a couple of big outs for Parramatta there they'll get the troops back on deck suspensions just a couple coming out sundays haven't come through yet but uh Tarek sims high tackle one week given his uh less than stellar record at the judiciary he'll miss a week if uh i guess that means if you own Fui, he might get a, a couple extra points this week so well done Isaac Luke, dangerous throw one week. So, it just goes from bad to worse for the Broncos. But um, got some cavalry returning. So, who knows? Big game against the Storm. That could be anything. Brings us to the end of this week's pod. It's been, uh, well, I didn't think it would go this long. It's uh, been a long week. It's uh, looking like an okay one for me. I've got about 1,300 before updates on monday so happy with that we'll roll on into next week a couple of big trades to be making so i'm sure you'll be with us on the tuesday pod teamless tuesday and wednesday trades we're back to normal this week so I look forward to hearing from you then until then yeehaw